for today's conversation is Giga Battery Production in India. The Norwegian company Beyonder and the Indian company Midwest Energy have entered into an agreement to start planning gigascale battery production in India. This is based on Beyonder's unique and patented technology. The agreement was signed uh, in Norway just a few, backs, a few weeks back, and we are so happy to have with us two frontrunners in this field. Kristin Skoftelan is the Chief Commercial Officer and Legal Counsel for Beyonder. She is board member of Epetero and Norsk Solar. She's also chairperson of Battery Norway. Kristin holds an executive MBA and she's a lawyer with more than 25 years of experience. Beyonder is a company that designs and manufactures safer battery solutions based on Norway's sodas with high power, fast charging, and a long lifetime. Beyonder batteries have the smallest environmental footprint possible. We also have with us Soumya Kukreti. She is a second generation entrepreneur. She is CEO of Midwest Energy Private Limited. Soumya has more than 18 years of experience in powder metallurgy, dimensional stone industry, and clean energy solutions. And the company, Midwest Energy is engaged in developing solutions to resolve the current impediments faced by the electric mobility and aid acceleration. It's an adaption bids to march towards decarbonizing the environment with an aim to positively impacting the businesses and transforming lives. We have a few questions for these amazing ladies. I would like to start with you, Christine. The battery strategy is part of the government's green industrial plan that aim to create new jobs throughout Norway. Um, the Norwegian government battery strategies was launched in June. Can you please tell us a bit about this strategy, Christine? Yes, of course, Rina. Uh, but first of all, thank you so much for, uh, for inviting us to your uh, podcast. Really, really exciting to, to be here. Um, so in Norway, there is a lot happening on the, uh, to develop a new value chain within batteries. And uh, this is very exciting times to be working in this, uh, this industry. So in June, as you said, the ministry, they launched what they call a new battery strategy. And in that strategy, they included 10 different measures to, to promote uh, sustainable industrialization within, this, within producing batteries. And it goes throughout the whole value chain. And they now put like statements on where we want to be, be leaders and how we want to develop this uh, value chain. So, for instance, within um, sustainability, Norway has now set as a target to, to be leaders and put sort of measures and standards out when it comes to, uh, to say sustainability that we would like to be adopted by also other nations throughout, uh, throughout the globe. Uh, also want to promote Norway as an attractive host country for green investments. Uh, to uh, also to um, to have industrial partnerships with uh, central countries like the EU and also, for instance, in India, as what we are doing today. 
the government is also ready to come with a capital loan and also guarantees to release private capital to allow for this value chain to be built up and also to work to get sufficient competence into this uh, to do this new industry because Norway we don't have this competence now so we are quite dependent on getting experts from other places in the world where they have already developed battery value chain but now we are doing measures to actually do that ourselves um, and then there is quite a lot of measures in order for the uh, host communities that will host uh, different uh, battery initiatives that they will be able actually to develop the land uh, that they can actually get the industry in, in their uh, communities. So all of this is really, really exciting. What is happening now is now it's sort of statements on a quite high level. So within Battery Norway that I'm also sitting, we are now trying to figure out how do we actually make this into something more concrete? What are the concrete actions to put in place for Norway to be able to deliver on all of these, uh, on this strategy? So very cool, very interesting and a good place to be right now. And that's what you just said, Christine, that you are like now looking at concrete action, which is actually the background for this conversation as well. Thank you very much for taking us through the Norwegian, the, the, the major points of the Norwegian battery strategy. I would like to move over to you, Somia. What now, um, Christine just uh, talked about the 10 points that have been pointed out in Norway's battery strategy. What is the current status for battery production in India? And as I initially said, we all were so happy when we read a few weeks back that you have teamed up with Beyonder um, for a factory in India. Can you please elaborate on this, Somia? Sure, Ina. Uh, there are multiple questions in one question, so I'll just break it up a little bit. Uh, going to the first one, the production linked incentive scheme, that's a PLI scheme announced by the government of India has attracted huge participation and about 100 gigawatt hour of uh, production capacity has been finalized. These units are likely to come up into production in the next 24 to 36 months. However, the current PLI scheme covers the chemistry such as LFP, NCNC, which are quite common in the industry right now. The companies which are not shortlisted for the initial implementation of the scheme are continuing to their efforts in R&D and raising investments to commence the production of cells in the mini factories with capacities renewed 100 megawatt hour to 500 megawatt hours. In a similar fashion, Government of India is intending to bring yet another PLI scheme to cover the specialty chemistry such as LTO, sodium batteries, hybrid batteries, which also beyond a, would be a part of it. Now, the second question, why a factory in India? Electric vehicle adoption has been growing exponentially in India, thanks to the efforts by the central and state governments, both to incentivize the customers and the EV manufacturers to subsidies, thereby reducing the cost of acquisition and the total cost of ownership. This increased adoption has witnessed huge increase in the import of cells from China. The requirement of lithium ion batteries being so large it is neither technically nor economically feasible to depend upon imports. India does not produce lithium and is dependent on China for supply of cells to manufacture the battery packs. The pandemic has had a lasting impact on the supply, increasing the cost of the cells and limiting their availability. 
During this period, there was a steep decline in the overall sale of electric vehicles. In this view, government has decided to encourage the local manufacturing formulated production link scheme, that's a PLI scheme, to fill the initial viable gap. Setting up a factory in India would enable us to benefit from the government subsidies, access to skilled manpower, raw materials and supply, economical energy solutions to domestic customers and other OEMs operating out of APAC or Asia-Pacific region. Thank you very much, Somia, for giving us an overview picture of what is actually happening in India and what has happened just the past years. And it's really interesting the fact that you brought on the table that uh, China does have uh, uh, have lithium, but India does not. Uh, I would like you did briefly touch up on the value chain, Christine, but still for me. Who are, who, are, who are not an expert in this field, battery field, and for our listeners. Can you please tell us more about what will the battery value chain look like? Yeah, so, so the battery value chain is, is quite, a, quite a long and complex, uh, complex chain, starting out with the raw materials that you need to produce for mining or in other ways in order to get into the battery cells. There are also other materials, so there are active and passive materials, and also there are aluminium, copper, these sort of things that goes into producing the battery cells. Then you go over to the next level, which is the battery cell manufacturers, such as Beyonder, producing then the battery cells. Those cells needs then to be packed into larger systems, which then becomes a battery system where you put electronics around and you have the electronic steering uh, and you steer for the how the battery will work. This system can be small system or it can be, be really big uh, like refrigerators and it can be really, really huge systems that you put the batteries in depending on the use of the system or it can be in an electric vehicle or it can be linked to a house and a smaller system. After that, uh, you will, of course, have the, the use of the system. And then you will also have what we call the second use. And that is becoming more and more important that you can use the batteries. For instance, EV batteries can be used the second time then maybe for, uh, for energy storage. After that, you will have recycling. And we see this the, for the battery value chain to work, you need to have all of these uh, established. And more and more importance is put on recycling and sustainability throughout this whole battery value chain. That was uh, a very pedagogic way of explaining the whole value chain. Um, actually, I think I, I even, me who am not an expert, understood it. Uh, so it's really nice that uh, Beyondra are producing these cells and, um, and the electronics around. Um, and then somebody has to steer how the battery will work and the importance of uh, both recycling um, and sustainability. But, Kristin, you also touched up EV energy storage. And, Somia, initially for the first question I asked you, you also said that India is the landscape when it comes to EV uh, electric vehicles is changing so super fast. What does India do to accelerate electrification of mobility, Somia? India is focusing on indigenizing and mass production of components, subsystems, and systems, including uh, production of neodymium magnets for rare earth metals, which will be in turn used in powertrains, promoting manufacturing of key electronic components, 
setting up of charging and battery swapping infrastructure, innovative business models such as battery as a service and vehicle as a service because you know adapting EV is quite expensive initially, strengthening of supply chain and distribution, commissioning additional testing and certification facilities across India. Right now, we are initially we just had one array and then now multiple things are coming up, so it's more accessible. Policies for additional revenue generation through trading and monetization of credit carbon credits. Creating curriculums and courses at universities to enhance the skills necessary for the electric vehicle domain. This multi-thronged approach is likely to give positive results sooner than later to accelerate the rate of electrification and mobility in India. Yeah, I mean, it seems so many things are happening in India on various um, policy levels. And also, as you mentioned, even the the universities are putting this high on the agenda. But you, Somia, you have been to Norway. Uh, and I assume uh, that, well, I, I guess you know that Norway is leading when it comes to, to, to EVs. Uh, how was your impression when you came here? Did you get any hand-on experience with um, our cars and our charging situation? Yes, you know, it was first visit to Norway. And of course, I didn't expect so many EVs around. I was quite fascinated and excited and also happy to see that around me. Every third, fourth car was an EV there. And yes, uh, I, I I actually went for two reasons. One is main reasons for Beyonder. And then I also attended the Green Stats conference. And there I've seen the charging uh, stations which are being set up by Green Stat. Uh, yes, a lot of things. And there's a lot of learning from Norway. Definitely, yes. Yeah, we've also had some seminars on EV and they were very, very popular. But I would like to go back to the fact that Beyonder and Midwest have signed an agreement. Um, how did you get to know each other, the companies? And I really would like you both to answer on this question. What were the ticking points that made it click for both of you? That yes, we would like to, to partner with Beyonder and Christine for you. What made you think that, yeah, Midwest is the right company for us? <laughs> well, first, uh, we were introduced uh, by the ambassador of India to Norway. So Dr. Bala Bashkar was the one who introduced us. So we had meetings with, with him. He looked at our technology and the company and he told us he thought he had really, really the right company that could uh, that we would uh, find a good match so he introduced us to um, to midwest this is almost 3 years ago i think yeah it is and uh, basically what made us tick was that their interest in the technology and the understanding of the technology and the challenges and also the opportunities and and really the support and the interest and the way we've been able to develop this partnership and and the trust and and the you know the, the the really desire to to succeed i think that has been been quite amazing and most of it has been you know on zoom meetings and finally now we we met and uh, yeah i think we were really the the interest and the understanding of technology i would say that is really what what we share and what has made this now to 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 have a really really good start of a long lasting partnership that would be my five cents. Well, Thank that's you. That's quite cool that you managed to build trust during Corona uh, through Zoom. That's really nice. And Somia, I would like to hear your thoughts as well on the process. Yeah. Uh, as Christian already said, yeah. As Christian already said, uh, 
given to us by the ambassador and but following the conversations we actually found naturally and best fit into each other you know we are like same like minded like thinking more of that kind but when it actually come midwest has been already working on electrification of mining uh, heavy duty mining trucks and long range buses which demand high peak during their operation the solutions developed by beyonder meets this requirement with improved safety as it clubs the advantages both capacitor and the lithium battery the long life cycle ensures reduced total cost of ownership an additional advantage wherein the natural raw materials such as activated carbon derived from biogas can be beneficially deployed uh, looking at all this and then midwest being a technology company particularly in power electronics software such as switching circuits and bms all developed in house found the solution of beyond a very attractive to adopt and integrate into its holistic solution um and though we've like two and a half years on zoom literally the first time me i met uh, kristen was when signing the agreement the same day we were so excited and happy to see each other i think it just went so naturally blended um i'm so happy to hear this and i'm sure our listeners are as well that it is possible to build good a relationship um even though the world was totally shut down and i think you touched up on the right points both of you uh, the importance when you enter a strategic partnership with somebody in india or in norway that you have to be like minded you have to share some values you have to click initially uh, and of course really nice to hear that the technology also was a very good fit um and let's look into the future kristin Uh what does the battery future look like from Norway? So from uh, from Norway I think there is a great uh, great and bright future for uh, for batteries if Norway plays plays its cards uh, the right way. Um if we cooperate and also if the government is uh, is supporting and helping us to actually grow this in in a right and sustainable way. we i think technology is is key that we actually are developing our own technology and that we find good partners uh other places uh, and other markets that we can work together with and actually export either if it's battery cells or materials or technology so that uh, we can grow and create a lot of uh, interesting jobs and uh, new companies that can you know nurse and have a good and um, prosperous future in uh, working with batteries in Norway yeah and it's good because you're already sitting uh, you are already part of battery norway so it good that it's very good that you're also hands on on what's happening on policy level but also what's happening out there with the various players and my last question goes to you actually you both what do you think Uh, are the success factors for the future seen from both beyonder and midwest but i would also like you somia to chime in on some points on india let's start with you somia yes um india is a very price sensitive market it's very price conscious and people are and also right now because of the few accidents happening in ev industry it's very important for us to be focused on testing and uh, get the safest product out and currently because of the two wheeler you must have heard on the news so many two wheeler blasts even in the ideal conditions 
So the government recently has, uh, um, what do you say? Uh, he has changed a lot of uh, things and they're coming up with a fixed uh, tests and fixed material, everything. You know, the, in next three months for two-wheelers and three-wheelers, you will see a lot of po- policy changes, what we need to follow, what we need to do, more on the safety side. So whatever we've done till today is more like a redundant work on the two-wheelers, especially because most of them was just imported from China, just retrofitted in and all that. But from now, the real work really starts right now, where we also, the government does very stringent um, restrictions on the safety and everything else. So we, we already started working on that part on the BMS and other things. But yeah, and based on those, we will be eventually building the packs along with uh, Beyonder and also taking all the inputs and um, putting the price in mind. That's where we really are pushing for the factory in India to be started ASAP where, where, uh, as soon as possible. So we can just enter the market on the right time and then, yeah, just be there not, instead of just missing the bus. And you, Christine? Yeah, so to to add on, I completely agree with uh, with Somnia on, on her point. I think for us, of course, predictable frame conditions is, is, is important. And also what we are, of course, the political situation and the geopolitical situation that that can be stabilized. So it is easy to, you know, to trade and do business between Norway and India. That's 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 key as well. And uh, then I would just last say that I'm going to India in November and I'm really, really looking forward to that, to see, to meet Midwest in their uh, facilities and to experience, really see what they are doing there. So I think that's also important to, to build a solid and good and trustful relationship. That's important as well. Absolutely. I think that is the key. I would like to thank you both for giving us some kind of um, background knowledge and in-depth knowledge about how you guys found each other, what the companies uh, are doing and what made it click. Because for others to listen to your stories uh, makes them also start thinking, hopefully, that, well, India is not that complicated. There is possible, it is possible to meet companies and competent people that you click well with and that you feel that, well, okay, we have a match, both companies that can be beneficial for both countries. I would like to thank you both. I would actually love to ask you many more questions about the factory, but maybe that have to be for another episode. A big, big thank you from the Moderne India. And I wish both of you, Somia, Christine, and your team and the companies Beyond and Midwest Energy, all the best for this gigascale battery production in India. A big thank you from us. Thank you.